fuck, I need a drink. What's going on, world? Welcome back. Season 2, Year 2, Gang Life Edition. Gonna get my mama back. Baby, she's not coming back. But you have me, you have Bubba, you have you. I just have you three. Am I not Daily. enough? I want my mom too. Yeah, no, I want mommy too, baby. I never get a brother. But she's in our hearts and she's in our head. That's why she she should that's why she should skip to the walk. <laughs> yeah. And not go to work. Yeah. And not pull hand out. Yeah. She's not all that. She just so if she wanted to go to work. The balance she just drive to work only and not even do anything, just drive to work. Yeah. Not doing anything like that. And not going to God. God, now I never get to see her. Baby, mommy made a mistake, okay? But daddy's not gonna make the same mistake, okay? Yeah. Because if you make the same mistakes and I won't even have you. You're always gonna have me, baby. You're gonna have me until... But like, if you made that kind of mistake like Mommy did, then I won't even have you. I would just have Bubba and Nina only. And then Nina'll to stay at our house every single day if you, if you did the same thing like Mommy did and go to God and never come back. I know, baby. But Daddy goes to work and comes home, right? Yeah, but good thing that you didn't do the same thing what mommy did. I know, baby, I know. I love you, Boogie, okay? Don't be sad. We're going to have fun tomorrow, okay? Are you kidding me? I have to go to school <laughs> like, I, like I did today. And I'm going to stay at school for a long time. So how are we going to have fun day if you're saying that I'm, I'm going to... Okay, we'll have fun this weekend, okay? This weekend we'll have fun. We got uh, Avery coming over on Friday. Wait. Oh, great. Now I have to do sock day. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's crazy sock day. Ugh. Ugh. Right, Daddy got to find socks for you right now. Do a big sock or a small sock? Like I could do this sock uh, and a black sock uh, and a different colors. Listen, socks it's, it's that really, are the same. Yeah, it's really late, baby. I go to sleep. How okay? is it late? It's late. It's past. Look, it's dark outside. It's past your bedtime. I love you. Okay. Go. How is it past my bedtime? It's already past seven thirty, baby. Close your eyes. It's past seven thirty or seven forty. I love you, baby. Can you well, I tell you guys, man, 19 months and these conversations haven't stopped or lightened up. Like, I'm so grateful that she's having these talks with me. But they're chipping away at my sanity. And uh, this conversation was um, a few weeks ago. Not even a few weeks ago. I'm sorry. I'll tell you right now. That conversation happened on March 22nd. So about a week ago. Right? I get so taken back by her intelligence, her awareness, her everything, right? And I'm, I'm very proud of it, and I'm, I'm very happy that she's able to open up and talk to me. I'm very happy with the relationship her and I have. But, man, oh, man, 
I just I hope she comes back to this and listens to herself, um, you know, years from now, and uh, understands the process and the strength and the the just to you know be able to see how her mind works. It's been a it's been a rough um it's been a rough go at it so far for her, but um, I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of the young lady, young woman she is. A young lady, she's not nowhere near a young woman yet, and she's fucking turning six in a few months. Um, and she's doing it, man. She's doing it, and I'm very blessed to have her as my daughter, and I'm very lucky to be her father. But you know, it's just uh, I wanted to play that for you guys. Uh, one, I want to actually get it out there into the onto the web, so Ava has it in case you know she can't get into my phone one day for whatever reason. But um. It just goes to show, man, just talking to your kids when you're going through what you're going through and just being open and receptive goes a long way. So far, it's gone a long way for uh, for me and her and, and her ability to express herself. And um, we'll see where it takes us, man. As for me, things like this, once again, I'm very proud of her for talking, but they chip away at my fucking sanity, right? I feel like no matter what I do and no matter how much I do, right, with her, for her, around her, you know, Whatever the case is, I just I always feel like I'm coming up short. And I talked to some people at work last time. I got some really great people at work. Um, and uh, I mean, just in general around me. And uh, help me understand I'm not coming up short. It's just it's just part of the process. But nonetheless, you know, I still feel like I'm coming up short. My fucking sanity is on the brink of days. And then sometimes it's just like normal day. And then all of a sudden... Um, you know, the fucking lights go out again and, uh, just sitting around looking for the switch, looking for the fucking uh, flashlight, a candle or something, but all in all, man, I'm not going to complain about it too much. I really do want to, there's a lot to say, but all in all, there's really not anything that's going to change with the complaint. I heard this story about a, um, a boy and a horse and, uh, the boy turns to the horse and says, um, I can't see my way through. The horse looks at the boy and says, can you see your next step? And the boy says, yes. So the horse says, just take that. And that story um, is supposed to mean uh, so often we try to look for the end game, the end goal, the the finish line. Um, and we give up because we can't see it. Right. We don't know what's what's waiting for us at the end right but all we got to take is the next step all right and after that another step and another step and eventually whatever that goal is whatever the future holds for us will appear will show up will show itself whatever the case is all right um i don't know i heard that in one of these videos that i follow on one of these motivational sites and it resonated i'm over here thinking about what I'm going to do, you know, next week, next month, um, next year and try to prevent pain, try to minimize pain, try to uh, do what I can to, to shelter and shield my kids from whatever it is that they're going to um, end up facing. And I drive myself nuts doing that. I drive myself silly doing that. And I got to realize and I have um, slowly starting to realize at least that I can't worry about that. I just got to worry about, you know, what am I going to do next today? And then hopefully God will and tomorrow gets here and I'll figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. But day to day, 
and my support system thus far has been great and um, I actually found myself stressing out the other uh, about a week or two ago um, just trying to change some things uh, on my my career end and um, I found myself realizing that I was looking at an end game a goal a future um, milestone right rather than just letting a day to day go by it's been 19 months, right? I got 19 more months in me. And then another 19 months after that, another 19 months, 19 months. God willing, you know, those 19 months turn into about 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, whatever it is, right? But that's just what it is, you know? And that's where I'm at, you know? I um, I know I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I haven't been on here. But when Ava says these things or my son... um whether he, you know, reaches a milestone or doesn't, whatever, whatever my son's doing and whatever Ava's saying, I take a step back from everything I'm doing and I just put my focus all on them, right? Because they need me. They need me. I need them too. I need them just as much as they need me, shit, if not more. But when I go like a week, two weeks, three weeks, I think this was three weeks right here without talking to you guys, or three weeks without talking to y'all, it's not because I don't want to. It's just a lot. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of day-to-days here. And I know you guys understand. I don't got to explain that. But you guys got the same stuff, right? Sometimes you got to take a step back from what's going on and let shit process, let shit heal, let shit fade, right? Instead of just trying to compound. I found myself going crazy, crazy, crazy. And all my, I got some close friends that just look, man, you need to slow the fuck down, chill the fuck out, sit down. Just sit the fuck down. And it's different hearing that from people that are also high energy and match my energy to know that they know me and they know how, how I go, go, go. And they're telling me to sit down, something I never thought they'd say. I mean, I got to take that for something. So I decided to do that. That 1986 truck that I had as a project, I got rid of that. Um, just one less thing to, to look at, one less thing to just, you know, I feel like I got to do, got to buy something for it. I got to put something on it. I got to whatever, right? So I'm trying to minimize how much shit I have day to day. The lake house that we got, um, I decided instead of managing myself, I uh, I talked to a property manager last Saturday. So they're going to do my vacation rentals and take care of all that shit, you know, for a percentage. And that percentage is worth um, my, my lack of fucking effort, you know, outside of getting to where it's at right now. I just, I had to, right? I gotta, I gotta try to clean my fucking slate, man. Uh, me and the kids are getting ready for a little man's birthday next month. And, um, I got a trip coming. Uh, I'll tell you guys about that when we get back. But, uh, all in all, man, it's just been fun. We're making TikToks with the kids just so, I don't know. I'm not really a TikTok kind of person. I don't watch people's TikToks. I don't fucking scroll through TikTok. It's like quicksand. I don't know. I just feel like you, you open it up and four hours later, you're just like, what the fuck happened so i just uh i'm a little worried about it starting to scroll and just never stopping so i, I get some i throw some tiktoks together because it's like it's easy to edit videos in there and just put them up and then we'll go from there and then <clears throat> over the last week something crazy happened right i don't normally talk about celebrities i don't talk about shit that happens with celebrity because just quite honestly they don't give a fuck about me i don't really give a fuck about them they get paid a lot of money to do whatever the fuck it is that they do and, and deal with whatever it is they got to deal with, right? I'm not going to sit here and cry while you wipe up your tears with $100 bills. Like, that's not me. But everybody heard this slap around the world, right? This, this fucking Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. 
And, man, Will Smith has some respect from me. Um, not that it matters to him. Uh, but this is the thing. This dude, I recognize something in him. I reckon, and you know, me and Amanda, one of our last conversations was in uh, July of 2020 when I was in Rhode Island and that whole entanglement shit came out. So that's why I kind of resonated because me and her had a long talk about shit. And when she kind of, you know, um, she said at her little red table, round table, whatever the fuck it is, she said, um, uh, we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life, and people thought that was cute. I'm like, there's nothing cute about that, man. You've seen this look of death in, uh, in, in Will's eyes at the time, right? And I don't care if you didn't see it, I saw it. And this man's been bottling this shit up day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, all right? It's fucking his life, the fact that his, uh, his woman came out and said he doesn't satisfy her sexually, and this man is just... I don't know. I guess Chris Rock was just an easy target. Dude's on stage. Chris Rock, I'm not going to lie. I don't like Chris Rock's fucking voice. That dude makes my balls itch, man. Every time I hear it, I want to stand up. Very successful. Good for him, you know. Um, But I just can't. I can't fucking sit there and listen to him. I can't even sit there and listen to him act. Just his voice drives me crazy, man. It's like he's like the male version of Selma Hayek to me. But anyway, let me not get off on a tangent. So, Will gets up on stage during the Oscars and then bitch slaps this dude. All right, got you. Then goes sit down. Nothing happens. All right, got you. And then these motherfuckers let him get an award, get up on stage, have time to make a speech. You know, the privilege that he's entitled to. Um, and they just, uh, that's just what it is. That's not the part that got me, though, man. All right. This dude is going through something. This dude is going through a lot. Whatever it is. And this is just my assumption now. This is the world according to Fadi. This dude went through something with the entanglement. And then all of a sudden he gets on Instagram. Becomes this motivational like type, you know, um, um, figure. Where he's putting, you know, videos out there of, of peace and love and tranquility. But this shit ain't fooling anybody, man. It's not fooling anybody. Dude's going through pain, right? And then when he's dealing with his own pain, he's trying to project happiness for others. Not for himself, but for others. Trust me, I can recognize that, right? I'm going through some shit, and I'm telling you right now, it makes me feel good to make others feel good. But I still feel like shit, even though I'm doing this. 100%. He got tired of it. I don't know what happened where, you know, Jada wasn't laughing or whatever the case is. We all saw the fucking Oscars. I'm not going to dissect it. That's not my job here. But he got bottled up and that two liter bottle got shook enough and that cap fucking came exploding off. Right. The reason why I lost respect for him is because this man, you know, was trying to sell this peace and love. And then that night chose violence. I got mad at him because he's choosing not to talk to anybody or choosing not to be honest with himself when the reality is I don't think he can. All right. And it's not an excuse for him. But the oh, my God, what just happened? Oh, Lord, that's my ringtone. <laughs> but the world watched him. Um, listen to his wife tell him that she had an affair and people laughed at him. Then Will became a meme, right? We all know that crying Will meme. But you know what? He's not the only one. Tyrese Gibson had a mental breakdown online um, regarding not seeing his daughter in two years. People laughed at him. And guess what, man? Tyrese became a meme. That picture with his hand on his mouth to him crying. 
When Kanye West had a mental breakdown on live TV, people called him crazy. Then he became a meme. Kanye's still a fucking meme. And that dude's going through some shit. His Instagram has been so interesting to watch. And like I said, I don't follow celebrities. I don't follow people. But I do see pain and I recognize pain. And everybody's response is, oh, they got the means to go ahead and, you know, get help. That's fine, man. There's a lot of people that have means to get help. But the fact is, you go and get help. You know, sometimes it just does more damage. All right? You put yourself out there and... I I don't know. It's hard to really truly believe that there's people that have good intentions and really want to see, um, see you better. I don't know. Like maybe, especially in that arena, I'm guessing that, um, everybody's a meme. Everybody's a meme. Everybody's a meme to somebody in life in general, right? People talk behind your back. People, it is what it is. But what I'm trying to get at, man, is, is no matter what man out there has came up and spoke up and said this, said that. Men's mental health means nothing to today's society. A man's expected to keep his head up, chest out, get to work, make money, come home, be a good husband, be a good father, be a protector, kill the fucking spider, reach up the top of the cupboard, uh, mow the lawn, get the barbecue, do the yard work, get the mulch, um, Get to work. Get promoted at work. Get recognized at work. Don't put in too many hours and neglect your family, but get all the recognition and promote so you can be better and do better for your family. Pay for the vacations, even if you split it. Then just be the man. Be that provider. Be that person. And I get you guys. Some of y'all saying, nah, me and my mans are 50-50. But are you really 50-50? There's some things that you know a woman's expected to do in a marriage or a relationship, and there's some things that a man's expected to do in a marriage. And let me tell you guys right now, I guarantee you the women that y'all know are 100% more comfortable talking about their emotions because they're more received than a man's emotions. Amanda went crazy when I told her how I felt, how I felt like a dog. She didn't go crazy in a bad way. She was just taken back. She was not expecting me to say what I said um, when I was having a hard time with this, you know, me moving to California. And then she ended up feeling like shit when I opened up and I said, like, you know, this is how I feel. She felt so bad. But you know what? Her feeling bad, all my energy went to making sure that she knows it's not her fault. And now she shouldn't feel bad or no, it's like she's not a bad person. All right. Me saying how I felt inside at that time turned into me having to console her because as she received my feelings. I should have just kept my mouth shut. I still said today I should have just kept my mouth shut. All right. My mental health um, and what I needed to get off my chest um, should have just should have just stayed to myself. Right. I feel like I put some pressure on her when I said I was having I, well, I'll tell you guys what I said, man. So I was in Rhode Island. I was sitting in a fucking hotel quarantined and uh, we were talking. I was scared. I was scared about going to California. My daughter, the love of my life, right? Along with my wife is the love of my life. And then my daughter. And then I had a son that I had, like, hadn't really even spent time with. All right? I think he was a month old at the time. A month and a half tops. And I'm about to get ready to go to school in Virginia for about six, seven weeks. And then go to California and live apart from my family for the first time, you know, in, in eight, nine years at the time. I shit put me in a deep place. It put me in a fucking sad place. And I'm over here, like... She has everything, you know, that we work for. She gets, you know, to live in the house. She gets to, to be with the kids. She gets to make the memories and have the, the love just surround her. You know, minus me 
because I'm in Cali, and I get that's a lot of responsibility for, and I and I and I stood it back then too. But like, I was worried, you know, I was worried. Um, I was like sad about not being around my kids, not being around my wife, not being around everything we built, and living on a fucking ship. Um, well, we could have just. You know, all moved out to Cali for a few months and then maybe possibly move to Japan a few months later. But I understood that stress that that put on her. So I just I didn't want to voice that because I didn't want to put her under any pressure because she's the one that's got to move and then watch me leave and then come back, leave and come back. And then she's the one that got to deal with not having a support system because we're in a new area. So it was selfish of me to bring that up. That's the way I felt, at least. So I didn't. I just bottled that shit up inside. And I broke down, right? Not an angry boy, but I broke down. I told her how scared I was and how I felt. And then she dwelled on that. She dwelled on it, and then she felt like a bad person. So I wanted to make sure she didn't feel like a bad person. So all my emotions, I put those to the side to make sure she knew that she was loved, that you know I cared about her, and she wasn't a bad person, and she didn't have bad intentions, and it's not her fault, you know? Because a woman's mental health in general, or at least my wife's, to me, was more important than my own. And I think it's true in society. I think a lot of guys will keep shit to themselves. You know, you ask a man how he's doing, they say, I'm fine. The motherfuckers are not fine. All right. Your husbands, your boyfriends, your brothers, they're not fine. They're dealing with shit that you probably couldn't understand or just can understand, but just won't. Because the role of being a man in today's world is much different. You have to be masculine, but you can't be toxic masculine. You know what I mean? You, it's just so many fucking standards for men. And I'm not one to care about standards or opinions. And y'all know that. But nonetheless, there are fucking standards. There are things you do. There are things you're supposed to know. There are things you're supposed to say. There's the ways you're supposed to act as a man. All right. And I saw that real back to Will now. I saw that with Will, man. And, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think everything that he has coming to him, he, he needs. I think he needs to lose everything to realize that the woman in his side, the woman on his corner, the woman that's supposed to be by his side uh, isn't, right? And, you know, you got your kids over here taking pictures with her fucking boyfriend and shit. I don't know what the fuck's happening in the household, nor do I care, all right? Whatever they have set up and they want a lot of people saying they're okay with it, it's clearly not okay, right? Well, at least with Will. I don't know. What, I don't Like I said, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to say much more about this shit. All right. The whole point was his mental health. All right. Everybody's saying, oh, he can seek help. He could talk. Kanye dealing with this um, divorce and having Pete Davidson, you know, uh, do what he does around his kids. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying, man, like a dude wants to speak up. He wants to have some input in his kids lives. But, you know, between the cameras and between the Kardashians, like dude's not winning. Right. And and I, I get it. Kanye's a drama drama head too it is what it is but at the end of the day there's fucking kids my opinion should not matter nobody else's opinion should matter it's two people that made those kids it's two people's opinions that raised those kids and it's two people's values that raise those kids so for people to pick sides like there's sides in a relationship there's sides as a parent that's fucked up in itself right there let both of them do what they got to do for their kids their kids equally equal nah man equal fucking partners right but once again in today's society Mom gets the kids, mom gets the choices, mom gets the child support. And then we sit here and wonder why why dudes are getting depressed and dudes are, you know, Robin Williams is offing himself. Why, uh, you know, men are, are ODing or, you know, men, I think I read this, I heard this, is 
three times more likely to commit suicide than a woman, man. Just the amount of pressure that men are on day to day between work, between relationships, and between parenting, right? And then between peer-to-peer pressure, good pressure, bad pressure, whatever it is, it's just insurmountable sometimes. And I want to... I'm going to stop there. I know most of my audience is women. I'm not saying this in a negative way to you guys at all. I'm just saying, think about it, man. When you guys are getting at your man's shit, just, man, fucking go hug him and just say, look, I'm here. Just scratch his fucking back, man. Scratch his neck. Rub his fucking ears. I don't know. Scratch the inside of his thighs. You don't got to have sex. Just scratch the inside of his thigh, like close to his balls. I'm telling you, man, he'll love that shit. He'll be confused as fuck. He'll love it, but he ain't going to say nothing about it. He'll sit there and enjoy it. You'll see his eyes roll back into his head. Maybe his neck twirls or not twirls, but fucking like twitches. Just ease up a little bit on men, man. Ease up a little bit on men. And fellas, ease up a little bit on yourself. I know I'm still learning how to do that. That's where I'm going to leave you guys at with today, man. I love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about the three weeks. Kind of sorry. Not really, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm going to try to do better like I tell you guys all the time. But this shit, fucking days are just my days. All right? I know I tell y'all to keep swimming. Y'all know to keep swimming. But I'm going to tell you guys something I told y'all a while, while back. In a world full of roses, be a fucking weed. All right? Roses need the right conditions to, to thrive. The right pampering and primping to grow. Weeds just need to know you don't want them there. You can cut them, burn them, spray them. For some reason, they keep coming back. Be that weed. Be resilient. I love y'all.